someone asked me a question, well, can you logically prove that there's, that, that Jesus was real? And I'm like, well, can you logically prove that he wasn't? Amen. It's more of the question, because uh, if you ever been in a delivery room and saw your uh, child come out, you go, man, it's got to be a God. Uh, I, I think about how my, my son, I, me and Julian were riding the other day, and he said, Dad, what, what do you think the smartest animal is? I'm like, the smartest animal? I'm like, that's tough. I said, I, you know what, I'm going to be honest. I don't think animals are smart. I think God has given them instinct mm -hmm. that they just, they just know what to do. I mean, think about it. I, I used to raise uh, uh, Rottweilers, and so I used to breed them. And so uh, it's amazing how uh, uh, when the female has her puppies, she knows instinctively what to do. Uh -huh. She didn't go to school, or, and she didn't, wasn't even taught by her mom. You know, think about it. I think God is just, only God can do that. The Bible says that everything reproduces after its kind. So that means that everything can only reproduce that thing. So that means cherries can't produce apples. That means that dogs can't produce cats. Amen. That means that birds can't produce fish. Everything reproduces reproduces after his own kind, and God spoke that, uh, uh, and, 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 and when he was building the world, he spoke that into the world, and think about it, it's still functioning right now. He said, Let's the, let the sunlight, that's going to rule by day, he divided the light, and the, and the moonlight will rule by night. Mm -hmm. I, got, I got so much evidence that, he, that it, God is who he says he is, and then if we think about it, if you look at Jesus and his, his, his walk on earth, especially his, his last three years, he, he, he wasn't asking everybody to just believe blindly. He didn't, he didn't go into town and go, hey, I'm, I'm the son of God, just believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, know what, uh, uh, being, growing up, you know, in the church in the 80s, I, I kind of felt, Auntie, you were there, that it was kind of like, just believe. Just, I just, you know, just, just have faith and, and just believe. And, and no, don't ask any questions, just, just believe. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, Jesus spent a lot of time on earth not just saying who he was, but proving who he was. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know, Jesus did a lot of things to prove that he was who he says he was. And, and he wasn't asking people to just believe blindly. It just, he wasn't saying, hey, I'm the son of God. Just believe that. He was saying, I'm the son of God. Let me show you. Because mm -hmm. right? uh, we walk by faith, uh, not by sight, but the world walks by what it sees. But, but my thing is, he had, to, he had to show everybody, give them some tangible proof that he was who he says he was. He didn't say, I'm just, just the, I'm, I'm like the fiend of father of one, so just believe that. Because that's, think about it, you guys believe in something you can't see. Mm -hmm. And you wholeheartedly believe it. I'm going to tell you why. Because God has given you evidence. So what I'm saying is, faith in God is not just faith, it's intellectual faith. All right, it's tangible understanding. Honestly, let's read some Bible so they'll think I know what I'm talking about. It, it, it is not just the, the, the faith in God that you need. It is the tangible proof that he's put in your heart that he is a God. And he, Jesus did do who he, what he said he was going to do. He was who he said he was. Therefore, if I have this tangible proof, I can face everything that's going on out there. Nothing will stop me from believing that and what I believe. And, 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 and nothing will make me drift away. All right? Because we're in the midst of a massive drift, whether you know it or not. People mm -hmm. are falling away from God, but it's very quietly. That's not my message. I don't want to go there because I'll be all day with that. 
Auntie, read that. What about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own yep. and sent it into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, he's, I am here God's it is. son. He's saying, why do you, why, this is Jesus. Why are you accusing me of blasphemy? Why are you mad at me? Because I'm saying I'm the son of God. He, he, he's, he's telling them, you guys are upset with me because I'm, I'm saying that God sent me into the world. Why are you upset? Next verse. Do not believe me unless I do the works of my father. He said, listen, don't believe me if I don't do any works. All right. Jesus now is being logical. He says, listen, if, you don't, if I don't do what my father does then, and I don't say what he says, don't believe me. Next verse. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works. He says, but if I do these works, even though you don't believe in me, can you believe in what I'm doing? Who does what I'm doing? Remember when John the, John the Baptist sent these people to talk to, uh, to Jesus at prison and asked him, was he the one? What did Jesus say? Go back and tell John everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. he's, he's questioning if I'm the one. I have all this evidence that I am who I am. He says, now, if you don't believe me because you think I'm just a carpenter, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that when he went to his hometown, he did not do a lot of miracles. You know why? Not because he couldn't. It's because the people didn't believe him. Right. Because imagine, imagine some little uh, uh, kid in your neighborhood all of a sudden grows up and now he's the savior of the world. And then he comes back home and what are you going to That's little. He, he was running across my grass all the time and I tell him, I know his sisters. I know his family. Everybody say amen. amen. He didn't do miracles there. Because they did not believe he was who he was. Right. Not because he couldn't. So that was the only town that Jesus went into, and he didn't do a lot of miracles because the people wouldn't bring anybody to him. Mm -hmm. they, they, he says, I know you don't believe me, but can you believe in what I'm doing? Yes. We didn't see any of the miracles. We're just reading about the crap. But this is what I realized. You know how many historical books actually mention Jesus? We think that the only book that talks about Jesus is the Bible. No, there's tons of historical books. Go look it up that mention Christ. Mm -hmm. That mention this, this religion that swept through Rome, like, you know, which they had never seen before. And, and so it, it goes to show you that not just people who, who these are eyewitnesses accounts. Mm -hmm. All right, this, this not, and as we go, no, the Bible was written by under inspiration of God years later. Uh, some of it was eyewitnessed. That's right. All right. So he said, I know you don't believe in me, but you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father if you see what I'm doing. I'm doing these things because I have compassion, yes. He was doing miracles to show people the real heart of the Father. He was healing people because he wanted people to know the heart of the Father was meant for them to be healed. But one more reason why he was doing it is for evidence. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you. That's why we have never seen nothing like that since. You've seen the, the, the prayer lines on television where people, <laughs> so you're healed. Get up out of that wheelchair. And, mm -hmm. You hear me? You remember the prophets used to blow on people when they pass out? <laughs> people used to drive miles to go to faith healers. Yes, they do. I'm not saying God doesn't heal. I'm not even saying he can't heal like that. But what I'm saying is he will never trust someone with the power he gave Jesus. It'll never happen. 
If, if I left here, went to Port Huron Hospital, laid every, hands on everybody in the hospital, and they got up, and they got healed, what would happen to me? Oh, I'll be on 60 Minutes. I'll, the, the news will be at my house all the time. They'll, come on, I'll have an agent. <laughs> People will make me this, 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 this hero. Mm -hmm. Come on, you know it's true. And then if I can go do it again, if I went to Lapeer Hospital and got everybody out of that, oh, the Bible says Jesus went into towns and healed thousands, healed many people. And I'm like, man, God, you can't trust nobody with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Think about it. God had to hide Moses. When Moses died, the people didn't know what happened to Moses. They didn't even bury his body. God did it. Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? Because the people was going to worship Moses. Because God goes, you guys look for someone tangible to worship. That's why the Kardashians are superstars. <laughs> no not, talent, no right. nothing, but everybody knows who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, because the world, we, we look for the people to, 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 to make us feel better, to, to, to give them stardom. We, we love to see people in start. We love to see people fall also. That's just the world. But it's like, man, he goes, I had to hide Moses because you suckers will build a temple to Moses. I know how you are. Mm -hmm. So I haven't given anyone else, because remember, Paul did miracles. Peter did miracles. The disciples did miracles. Everybody say amen. amen. Jesus said they would. Jesus said they would have authority and all this stuff. Yes. But think about it. Have you ever seen anybody function like Jesus did? Where you were blind and now you see your hand was withered. Now it's better. Where'd it go? God can still heal. Yeah, I know, but I can't trust you. So I have to heal over time. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. Are we done with this one, Auntie? Yes. Go to the next one. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. What, what, what's, what, uh, what is this one? Mark 8 and 11. Mark 8 11. The Pharisees came and they began to try to trick Jesus. That's what test means. Come on. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. Okay. He sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? He says, man, they came to him and they said, can you give us a sign? Can you really prove you are who you say you are? And the Bible says that Jesus went, why do you always look for a sign? You know why he said that? He had already given them a bunch of signs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he's not saying that, and, and then Jesus is smart, right? He realizes, man, you guys are just trying to trick me. You're trying to trip me up here. All right, you, you, want me to, you want me to be on display. You want me to act like I'm, you want to put me in a zoo. You, you, want, you, you want me to do these things so you can, and then too, you, you do these things and you usually always ask me on the Sabbath. So therefore, you can accuse me. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is like, man, you guys are always looking for signs. I'm not giving you one because I've already given you plenty. Yeah. And your reasoning for wanting a sign is not right. I hear people say this all the time. I'm just, I just need a sign. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I go, okay, I don't, I don't never shoot it down. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not looking for a sign. I'm looking for a word. Amen, amen, amen. I'm not looking for, oh, I was walking down the street and a balloon flew over my head. Pastor, what does that mean? A little kid lost a balloon. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, what does it mean? What do you think it was? 
<laughs> People always need a sign. I looked out the window and it was snowing. Okay, right, it's January. What do you think was going to happen? They told you last night it was snowing. I told the Lord, if I was going to have a great day, let it rain. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I don't need signs. I want a word. Next verse. Truly I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. So Jesus says, I'm not giving you no sign. He gets in the boat, he crosses over, and what happens? The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. So the disciples, they're packing up the boat, and, they, and, and the disciples go, oh, man, we left the bread. All right? Now, bread is a mainstay of, of the diet back then. Everybody say amen, amen. to that. Go ahead. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. So Jesus now is still salty about his conversation he just had. So he goes, listen, guys, you got to be careful of them Pharisees. You got to be careful of their leaven. You know what leaven is? You put it in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, 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 a cake or something and it expands, it grows. He says, be careful of those lies that they plant that grows in the truth. Mm -hmm. You guys got to be careful of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. See, he's still bent out of shape by the conversation he just had. All right? Mm -hmm. Next verse. They discussed this with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. And the disciples, being as silly as they were, they go, oh, Jesus got an attitude because we left the bread. Mm. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. he, they're going, man, Jesus is upset with us a little bit. You're supposed to bring the bed. John had the bread. And, and Jesus is like, and I love Jesus. Next verse. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having Jesus no bread? Jesus interrupts, uh, interrupts them and goes, what? What are you guys talking about bread for? I wasn't talking about bread. I was talking about what we just heard. You guys still don't understand. You still, do you still not see or understand? Why are, has your hearts been hardened? that you can't get what I'm saying? Jesus was, was he, 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 see, Jesus is aggravated. Can you see, sense that? Mm -hmm. We love to picture Jesus as just this loving guy, and he was. Can you imagine hanging out with Jesus, how great that would have been? Yes. Here's Jesus, this, we think he's so easy going and so laid back. Jesus had an attitude, All right? He was, he was a little upset, a little salty. So he goes off on the disciples again. Everybody say amen. <laughs> everybody say amen. Amen. Wake up in here. I'll go preach somewhere else. Next verse. Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears and fail to hear? He says, and don't you remember? He's saying, I have proven to you what's important. You got, I'm talking about the fact that the Pharisees try to get us all the time. And you guys are so hungry. You guys are, you think I'm talking about bread. Now, I know Jesus has an attitude because I'm like, Jesus, you are really going off on them about some bread. They forgot the bread. They thought you were upset. Jesus just goes on a rant. You, you, you got eyes and you don't see. You've seen me do stuff. You still don't see it. You've heard me say things. You still don't hear it. And you don't remember anything. Next verse. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick he up? He says, remember when they had the crowd 
and they had the little fish and the little loaves, and we broke that up, and I told you to feed them. You guys remember that? Jesus is upset. <laughs> He's bent the whole out of shape. And he goes, man, do you remember how I fed the people? And this is why I know he was upset. He says, how much was left over? Mm -hmm. They said, well, we had 12. That was left over. That means we fed everybody and we had too much, but we started out with too little. Mm -hmm. Next verse. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basket full of pieces did you pick up? He says, and when we had the bread, how many baskets did you pick up? And they went, well, seven. Can you, can you hear Jesus going, oh. <laughs> you, you, you. What he's, what he's thinking here is I'm tired of proving who I am. Mm-hmm. All right, come on, Auntie. He said to them, do you still not understand? You still don't get it. <laughs> I've spent all this time trying to prove to you who I am, and you don't get it. Not, not asking you just to blindly follow me. Think about it. Jesus went up to the fishermen and said, hey, just, I'm going to teach you how to fish from men. Come follow me. And, they, and I give them credit. They dropped everything and went to follow Jesus. Everybody say amen to Amen. But then he goes, man, I'm spending all this time doing all these miracles, not just to bless the people, but to give evidence that I am who I am. Yes. And you suckers go with me everywhere and you see it all and you still don't get it. Mm. Next verse. They came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So then they bring the, this blind man the, the, up from, they went to Bethsaida, they bring this blind man to him and they begged, the people brought the blind man. The blind man didn't come on his own. Oh, he didn't even desire to come. They literally brought him. Mm -hmm. All right, next verse. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Now, Jesus sensing something. He's sensing that they like when I put on a show. And there's people out there who doubt me. They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to set me up here. But I got compassion for the blind guy. So he takes the blind guy away from everybody else. All right? Mm -hmm. And then what, Auntie? When he has spit on the man's eyes and back put up, his... Back up, back up. You want me to go to it? Go ahead, right here. No, right here, Auntie. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? Now, if you look at that, Jesus spits on the ground, makes this mud with a spit, puts it on the, the blind man's eyes, and then asks him a question, do you see anything? My mind automatically goes to the blind guy in the book of Mark. Where, where the blind man was yelling out for Jesus when they were walking by and everybody was trying to shut him up and he kept yelling louder and then finally Jesus says, hey, let him come. Bring this guy up to me. And the guy comes up to him and Jesus, knowing he's blind, goes, what do you want me to do for you? Mm -hmm. And the blind man goes, I want to see, Lord, that I may see. Jesus says, okay, go, go ahead, just because you believe, immediately the man saw. Mm -hmm. 
So that lets, so I think, I go, Jesus, you don't have to do all this. You don't have to spit, put stuff on the guy's eyes. Because you didn't even touch this guy, and he was healed. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? Why are you going through all this now when you know you don't have to do this? And Jesus, one, his disciples, he's aggravated still with his disciples. He's like, I'm going to prove to them again. That I am who I say I am. I'm going to do something no one can do. But Jesus doesn't like being uh, uh, this, 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 this celebrity figure. That's not why he's doing it. He's, he, he took him away from the guy because everybody would go, whoa, look what he did. Forget the guy. They probably just grabbed the blind guy and just drug him to Jesus. Didn't even care about the blind guy. They just wanted to see that miracle. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see that spectacle, which was Jesus, which was, he was becoming this, 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 this carnival act. So Jesus goes, I'm not playing this game. I'm bringing him out, but I still got the disciples with me. So when I healed the guy in Mark, I just told him to be healed. I'm going to spit on the ground, rub it in his face, which is kind of gross. But it's Jesus. Everybody say amen. <laughs> and then he, he says, do you see anything? Next verse. He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. And so Jesus never asked anybody, were they, are you healed? Except this guy. The blind man in the book of Mark, he just says, go away, you'll be healed. He told the one person, pick up your bed and walk, you're healed. Jesus never asked anybody, okay, so can you see? And the guy goes, I'm starting to see. I see people, they look like trees walking around, which means he lost his sight. He must have had sight because he knew where the tree was. So here it is. He's going, man, I can, I'm starting to see. You know what Jesus was doing? He was building this guy's faith. Because mm-hmm. this guy didn't come to Jesus on his own. They brought him to Jesus. Yes. So Jesus could have healed the guy right then and there. But Jesus goes, no, you we, see, the other guy had faith, and Jesus says, okay, I'm not doing You just be healed. This guy, he didn't have any faith. They brought him. So Jesus is like, okay, this guy, I have to build it. So I'm going to get him to see a little bit, and then look at this. Next verse. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, and his sight was restored, and he saw, and he saw everything, everything clearly. clearly. So Jesus, wait a minute, you're saying, Jesus, you messed up the first time? Not at all. <laughs> you're saying, Jesus, you didn't have enough power the first time? No, Jesus is saying, I just wanted this guy to say he was starting to see. Because mm-hmm. what that did, that began, that began to build his faith. Yes. And not only that, I got these clowns watching me. So I'm, 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 okay, let's go again. So Jesus puts his hands on him again, and then he's, his sight is totally restored. Yes. Next verse is important. Come on. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. He says, listen, now you're healed. Don't even go back there. What he's saying is, they don't care about you. And he's also saying, I'm not a carnival. I'm not a superstar. Mm-hmm. 
See, because some people there don't care about you. They drug you to me because I'm talking to the guy. Because they, they, they wanted to see the spectacle because they heard about my reputation. And then, but some of them, you know, they, 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 they believe, but, you know, they, they don't really care about you either, but they, they, they want this proof. They want this evidence. And he goes, I've already given them so much evidence. I'm not giving them anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus spent most of his ministry giving people tangible proof that he was who he said he was. It wasn't just believe me. And, and, and most, of the, most of the people, some people did believe, but most of them, they didn't believe. Let's go to the next scripture, last one, I think. First Corinthians, I think. Yeah, First Corinthians 15, 3. Let's go. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. Now, this is Paul talking to the Corinthians. He says, listen, I gave you the message that I received. I told you the most important truths that Christ did die for our sins, as the scripture says. Next verse. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. He says, now again, according to the scriptures now. Because I love what he said earlier. He says, I'm talking to the Jews, meaning the Jews that have been in the synagogue all their lives and have heard all this stuff. And I'm talking to the new people, the non-Jews who have now converted. And now they have understanding. He says, I'm telling you, Jesus is the only person that fulfills scripture. Stuff was written about him and, and said that he was going to do these things. And I'm telling you, we have eyewitness that he did it. Mm-hmm. He, he's going, the scripture said that he would do that, and he did it. The scripture said that he'll be raised from the dead, and he did it. All right, come on. And, he, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Now, not only did he get raised from the dead, he didn't just go to heaven, he hung around. Yes, he did. So people can see him. All right? Mm-hmm. Paul said, listen, not only was he risen, it is recorded that people saw him. Mm-hmm. There's eyewitnesses that saw him walking around that knew he was crucified, knew he was dead, knew that the stone was rolled in front of the tomb that he was in, and they, see, they have evidence now, proof that he was walking around. Next verse. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And he asleep. says, now after that, he appeared to, to about 500 people. See, we think that God got resurrected and he talked with disciples and then he kind of left. Or, you know, he, he showed up and he kept, he kept showing up to the disciples to get them. Remember, he walked into the, the room where the disciples were. Remember when he told Thomas, go ahead, put your hand, proof, put your hand and touch my side where they stabbed me at. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, listen, there's five, over 500 people who saw Jesus. And here's the kicker. You can go ask them. They're, most of them are still alive. Mm-hmm. Some of them are gone, but most of them are still alive. Mm-hmm. Tangible evidence. Tangible. 
Think about this. I always think Christ saying this to you. Why don't you believe it's because you haven't seen me? I understand that. But I, st I still left all this tangible proof that I am who I say I am. And I can be this for your life. And I'm telling you, people, we went door to door and asked, do you believe in God? Most people are going to say, oh, yeah, I, I believe in God. But their life isn't going to really resemble that. And I'm saying everyone has faith. The Bible says that everyone has been given a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. All right? I'm convinced that most people who have faith believe, meaning faith is I believe that you exist. Belief is I believe that you are who you say you are. But trust is I believe you are who you say you are and you could be who you're going to be for me. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you got to think what level you're at. Some of, some of us are just at the faith level. We just believe that God is. But he doesn't do anything for me. Some of us are at the belief level. I believe that the Lord can fix all this stuff, but he won't fix it for me. And then it's, it's those of us, and I'm, I'm putting myself in this category because my life has been through too much, that has to rely on the trust in God. Yes. How do you develop this trust? Tangible evidence. I have tangible evidence that Christ exists. I have tangible, well, Keenan, were you there? Nope. But I got tangible, tangible <laughs> evidence based on my life history. And if that's not enough, I have historical accounts. If that's not enough, Fly over to Jerusalem. Tomb, the tomb is still there. Still there. Now, I, I hear they made a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a trap now for tourists. It's just, they got all, you know, it's like Disneyland almost now. You know, but you can literally walk the path that Jesus walked. It's still there. You can go to the garden where he prayed. It's still there. That's why I always hear people go, man, you got to go over there at least once in your life. It increases your faith. It has to because you're actually walking on the ground where they said Jesus. Come on, amen, somebody. Amen. You actually see the tomb. You see the garden where he prayed the night before he was betrayed. But okay, I don't have time to fly over there. So how about the tangible evidence just in your life? See, because what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get you to see that it's not just I believe. No, you have to have logical evidence of why God exists. So when someone asks me, can you give me evidence that God exists? Can you give me evidence that he doesn't? How did we get here? The Big Bang Theory? You, you evolved from monkeys? How, does the, how do the seasons change like that? How do trees literally die in the winter? And then in the spring, isn't it kind of like overnight? 
I was riding, we, we were on 53, at this uh, Blake's up there by my house, and there was no sunflowers there three days ago. And all of a sudden, it was like, look at all those sunflowers. They didn't plant those overnight. You think that mankind is smart enough to build a tunnel underwater that gets you from one country to the other one? You think that man is smart enough to build a building up to the sky on their own, made out of steel? You think man is smart enough to build an, an, ambassador, an ambassador, ambassador bridge across to Canada? Man, mankind is that smart. You think that mankind is so smart that they figured out how to, remember the first cell phones, those of us that are old enough? <laughs> like a house phone. <laughs> they're, they're amazingly embarrassing now. <laughs> and we thought we were something else, man. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that, you get that piece of crap, this thing is a computer. It's a camera. It's a, it's a video. It's everything in this little thing. The information on the world is in this little stupid thing right here. You think mankind. I'm telling you why I'm saying this, and I'm almost closing. Because God wants man to think that they're so smart before he comes back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he wants mankind to believe that we are something. When you think about the Battle of Armageddon, it is mankind having the strongest military might it's ever had and God's still going to overthrow it. Yes, he is. He wants man to be so egotistical about itself that when he comes and humbles it all, there will be no doubt. No doubt. Jesus. So all this stuff that's going on around us, I love this thing. I can't live without my, my pad. I can't. You think that man just is that smart? No. I'm telling you, God is strategically feeding the men all these things to be able to do these incredible things. Mm -hmm. Why? I want the world to be at its strongest and its most arrogant when I come back. Mm-hmm. And, to get, and then I'm going to give final proof that I am who I say I am. Yes. And then what does it say? Then every knee shall bow. Every knee. Yeah. And every tongue shall confess. Yes. To what? And I am, I am who I say I am. Why? Proof. Yes. To the glory of God. <laughs> I think, come on. Then he appeared to James. Then to all the apostles and the and last And then he all, appeared to 500. He appeared to James, all the apostles. And then I love this one. Go, verse 8. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. He says, he appeared to me also. I was, I was like a baby reborn when I saw him. August 3rd, 1983, in a tent. God appeared to me. Yes, yes, yes. You can't make me doubt it. You can't help me reason it away. Because I walked into that tent with no intent for this at all. I walked into that tent 
shutting my mother up. I walked into that tent with plans when I got out the tent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And man, something happened when I walked into that tent. Let me tell you what happened, Auntie. Um, he appeared. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And like Paul, I haven't been the same since. Yes. It wasn't a raised in church and then, you know, grew. It, it wasn't a, you know, I had evidence of, of you know, I, as a kid, I was always hanging around the church. It was none of that. It was, a, it was a young guy off the streets of Detroit who God ran smack dead into. And when his glory splashed upon my life, everything changed. Everything. I was, I've never been the same. So when people, when you begin to doubt, Just reflect back on, on when you started to be enlightened and when your understanding began to grow and it will help you get over your stage of doubt. Because mm -hmm. you've seen God move in your life. You have tangible evidence. Yeah. I remember, man, I remember praying I remember praying for this, this young woman who I really love like my own daughter to get pregnant. And I can remember telling her, it's going to happen, I'm telling you. Even though it seemed like it wasn't, even though her brothers had children and it seemed like it wasn't working for her, you see Amanda's big old belly right now. saying no I'm telling you stay focused on the tangible truth amen. that God is who he says he is amen because I got evidence I wasn't in Jerusalem I wasn't in Bethsaida I didn't see him do any miracles but Kenan so you just believe all the stuff in the Bible yeah I do but not because they're saying it because I have tangible evidence in my own life. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. But if you want it, let's, let's get on a plane and let's fly over there. Mm-hmm. We can see where he was. We can see where they laid him in the tomb. If, if you want evidence, look at the historical books that aren't the Bible who mentioned him. If you want evidence, they weren't just saying, this isn't a fairy tale that was just thought up. They got evidence. Paul saying, go ask the people who are still alive. Did they see him? He could have just said, okay, it's finished. And he could have just went up to heaven and said, Father, I did what you asked me to do. Now the people are redeemed. No, he hung around. Remember when he told Mary, don't touch me yet. Right, right. I just wanted you to see me. Yes. So you think after that? Her tangible evidence that you think she was doubting after that? No way. No way. Because she was at the tomb crying because he was dead, but I guarantee you she didn't cry anymore when she saw him. Yes. He goes, I'm going to give you proof. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So what am I trying to tell you? Well, 
Everybody has faith. Most people have belief. I don't think most people don't have trust. And the only way you really develop trust is with evidence, logical, tangible evidence that God is who he says he is. Yes. Jesus is who he says he is, and the Holy Spirit is who he says he is. See, because the Father gets all the respect, and he gets all the reverence, and he deserves it. Jesus wears sunglasses, man. He's the rock star, dude. <laughs> Think about how cool Jesus is. Jesus, Jesus is the rock star. The Father is, gets all the respect and the glory. And the Holy Spirit, the poor Holy Spirit, who is the hardest working out of all of them, mm -hmm. who has to put up with us and deal with us, is trying to give us tangible evidence. No, don't stop. Why are you feeling that way? Well, I'm feeling that way because I just don't know. No, we have evidence that Jesus did this, and we got evidence that, that God is in your life. We got evidence that he can fix this situation. Yes. So what's wrong with you? I don't know. I just can't be. We, we got tangible evidence. Yes. Then we walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't mean we blindly walk. No, I got all this evidence that causes me to walk by faith, not by what I see. That, don't, that sounds funny. What are, you, what are you talking about? Well, I have this evidence. Now I don't worry about this because I got this evidence that says this doesn't matter. Now I can face the world tomorrow and go, well, you know what, this is crazy. Knowing that it rains on the just and the unjust, knowing that life just happens, but I got this tangible proof that God is who he says he is. Yes. And that keeps me, sustains me, strengthens me. Everybody say amen to that. Amen, amen. So don't blindly believe. Come on. Don't, don't just believe just to believe. Logically think about it. Think about it with your intellect. It's okay to be intellectual. Think about it. Is it a God? If you stick your head yes, how do you know? How do you know? If someone says, you really believe that? And you go, man, with my whole heart. How do you know? You ever seen him? You know that man wrote the Bible. You know the Bible's a story that somebody came up with. Or, 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 you know, yeah, I believe it's a God, too. But he don't talk with anybody no more. And he don't, he don't get involved like that. Or, or I believe in God, but my life sure don't reflect it. Because if you really was invested in something, we would be able to tell. The Bible says you would know them by their fruit. So it's like if you really believe, then you will start to handle your world accordingly. Everybody, come on now. If you really believe, you wouldn't let one tragedy just crush your faith to the ground. If you really believe, you won't let one obstacle stop you from just getting over it because knowing I got all this proof, hallelujah. I did not see a blinded eye open. I did not see a withered hand healed. I did not see a lame person walk. But you better believe I have tangible proof. Evidence that God is who he says he is. Jesus is who he says he is. And the Holy Spirit is who, they, who he says he is. And all three of them are working on your behalf. 
Jesus' name, somebody say amen. <laughs> Man is so smart. We're so smart. We can create everything but life. Think about it. I got this little thing at the side of my bed this big, and I talk to it all the time, and it tells me stuff. I changed the program in it. it what is it? Alexa? I said, I can't talk like you're a person. I call it a computer. I'm like Tony Stark. Iron Man for all of you. So I'm like, hey, computer, wake me up at 7.15. Alarm set for 7.15. Computer, what was the score in the game? Well, the Lions lost again. They lost again. Computer, what's the weather like? Rain today and blah, blah, blah. It's so smart. I love that little thing. But the reason why I changed it from a real name to a computer, because you don't have life. Mankind can't make it. We can get AI, artificial intelligence. We can build robots that can, can, can fly your package to you. So smart, man, so smart. We can put something in a computer, and, and, and you, can, you can turn your lights on with this. You could tell your car to park itself. But man, we can't make life for nothing in the world. Because the only one who can make life is God. So are you asking me, is there a God? Prove it. Can you prove that it's not one? Man, it's so smart. But on that last day, when Christ comes back, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. And God wants us at our best, at our most arrogant, so he can prove that one last time. Everybody say amen. Come on, let's do communion.